We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back to the pack a day podcast i am one of your hosts maggie loney joined by jimmy christensen and today we thought for you we would do something called odd man out or something that we are calling odd man out and we're going to look at each position group from the 2020 season uh, the original 53 man roster and then kind of compare those to the 2021 roster obviously we'll factor in free agents uh, the players that were added in the draft and see who could potentially be the odd man out at some of these respective positions. So guys that made the roster in 2020, but are in jeopardy of maybe not making the roster in 2021. But first, Jimmy, how you doing? Uh, pretty good. I can't complain. I know we said we weren't going to talk about the bucks, but that's still, <laughs> uh, still definitely bummed about that. I've checked my phone like every 15 minutes to see if I have a Giannis update. So, but besides that, just dandy. Yeah, just looking for the the wash bomb to know what uh, yeah what's going on. Uh, but yeah, what a Wisconsin sports are cursed, and that could be an entire show. But you know, <laughs> we didn't want to be a downer, right? We thought so. Instead, we're going to talk about guys that won't make the roster because that's just yeah, <laughs> super uplifting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely skipping the quarterback position. We you know Tim Boyle would be really the odd man out in this situation and he's with the lions. So I guess if we want to kind of talk about what the room was like in 2020, it was of course, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan love and Tim Boyle. Now we have Aaron Rodgers, hopefully Jordan love and Kurt Benkert and Blake Bortles and Jake Delgada. Is that his last name? Close enough. Something like that. A fifth guy who, you know, is the odd man out, I guess if we're doing that, but Let's go. Let's go into the wide receivers instead. Let's not talk about quarterbacks because we don't want to think about a future where you know another star is not with the franchise. So, what are your what are your thoughts? Do you have like you know I guess a glaring odd man out at the position group? We know last year it was Devonte Adams, MVS, Al Mazard, EQ, uh, Malik Taylor was a surprise, and then Devin Funches had opted out. Yeah, I think for me, one person I just keep thinking has maybe run his course with the Packers is St. Brown. Uh, Not like a knock on his talents or anything, but he's struggled with injury history. There's games that he's gone in. He's had a couple drops. And especially for a player who's not getting a lot of time coming and having those drops are really uh, critical for him. So I I just see 
him as someone that, especially with Funches coming back, we have Amari Rodgers now. It kind of just seems like there's just a little bit more talent there, and we kind of want to see what we have in Funches. And at this point, we know what Devonta Adams can do, Alan Lazard, MBS. I prefer rolling the ball with, uh, with Funches and kind of seeing what he can provide rather than going again with St. Brown. Yeah, I'm with you. He would be my guy too. I think, I mean, obviously Devonte Adams is a lock. MBS and Alan Lazard are about as close to roster locks as you can get. Same with Amari Rogers, the addition in the room. So I, I went back and forth about whether or not I thought Devin Funchess was in any jeopardy of not making the roster. But I think I like the way you put it. They'll roll the dice with him and kind of see what they have in him since he's an unknown commodity. Whereas this point, I think the Packers have seen maybe what they're going to see from EQ. And that's not necessarily his fault. He's dealt with quite a few injuries kind of in his first couple seasons, but I think that he might be an early cut even at this point to kind of get a chance to latch on with another team because the depth in that wide receiver room is just insane right now. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, if he gets cut, it's not going to be like, he's not, he's not going to be in the league. He'll be on another team. Someone's going to pick him up. He'll get another chance. I just, like we said, I think it's just, he's had his chances with the Packers so far. Yeah, I'm with you. Running back, I guess, is a little bit tricky because obviously we know that Jamal Williams is out. So I don't know if we want to look at this maybe from the perspective of, you know, it's Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And then do you consider Patrick Taylor or Kylan Hill the odd man out? Do you think both of them make the roster? I mean, what does that room look like to you? I think so. Dexter Williams, I could say for sure, is going to be out. Um, like if I was the most confident, I know you mentioned that on the last one of the shows that we did previously, um, for me, I could see Kylan Hill being on practice squad for a year and just seeing what they have with Patrick Taylor. Cause I know last year he, he was another one that had some, some battled some injuries, but there were some rumblings on that they were really liking what they saw out of him. So I could see that, see them putting him on and then maybe Hill kind of stays on the roster or the practice squad for a little bit. Um, so right now, before training camp and everything, I'd say that's what I would expect. What about you? Yeah, I mean, this one might be cheating, but Dexter Williams, I think, you know, is the agreed upon odd man out. And it's it's just that he's he's had his opportunities yeah. the last couple seasons. He's never really done much. And granted, they weren't like big opportunities, but whenever he's been elevated, they haven't really utilized him. So I don't know if that's in an experience thing or Matt LaFleur just maybe isn't finding ways to fit him into the offense. So I think he's for sure the odd man out. I could see it coming down to, you know, Kylan Hill claiming that third spot solely because of his draft status, but by, you know, the rumblings, I think that we've heard from people that were at voluntary OTAs or things like Packers.com, Patrick Taylor is a guy that they're really urging fans to not sleep on. So I, it's going to be interesting, but yeah, this one again was kind of tricky. I think Dexter Williams is the odd man out here. Do you think he could save a roster spot by kind of taking the the special team snaps that Jamal Williams did last year? Because Jamal was on pretty much every special teams, and that's going to be a hole that they're going to try to fill. Do you think maybe that's like his one chance to make the the roster? Yeah, I mean, I think that's really interesting, especially, I mean, we know Amari Rogers is probably going to end up being, you know, the return man, so they'll yeah. probably need a couple other players. Uh, but, you know, Kylan Hill and Patrick Taylor can probably do those same things. So yeah. I don't, let's see, I want to see what Dexter Williams, if he actually had uh, any special team snaps when he was activated. I but, know he took, he was on punt, the game that um, Jamal was out for, uh, contact tracing uh, for COVID. I know when they play the 49ers, he was on punt, but that's about 
off the top of my head. That's all I can remember. Yeah. So in 2020, he had 24 snaps on special teams, 6%. So okay, that's, yeah, that's a pretty easy number to replace. It looks yeah. like, unfortunately. Absolutely. Um, this one I think could get really interesting. Let's talk about tight end because obviously we know that Mercedes Lewis resigned to come back. So he's kind of a lock. Robert Tunyon's a lock. Josiah DeGuara, we're hoping, is healthy and ready to go. Um, and then you have Jay Sternberger, who's suspended for two games. Dominique Daphne. Um, this one's tricky to me because I think, you know, the argument is there to go a couple different ways. Uh, this one is tough. Um, <laughs> I was secretly hoping you're going to be like, you know what, Jimmy, I'll take this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think, ah, man, there's part of me that I, I want to say Jay Sternberger is going to be the odd man out. But then when you just think about draft status, him being a third round pick, I don't know if they want to give up on him this quickly just because he has struggled with injuries and he hasn't really had a healthy season, but now he's going into the season, missing the first two games. Um, and Daphne did really well when he was when he came on last year. He had that touchdown from Rodgers. Uh, I think he was kind of a player, too, that fans really gravitated towards. Not that the Packers would keep someone just for that, but, oh, man. I think I could see a world where Jay Sternberger is the odd man out, actually, and they just kind of give Daphne a, a full chance at being with the team. Yeah, I'll, I'll flip it just, you know. For argument's sake, I I think we know that Mercedes Lewis and Robert Tunyon are roster locks. Josiah DeGuara coming back healthy will get his looks. The reason that I think Dominique Daphne could be the odd man out in this situation is solely the role that I think we've kind of envisioned that some of these guys can have. Mercedes Lewis at this point, basically a sixth offensive lineman. He can do some things in the passing game, especially if Aaron Rodgers is there. You know, he'll want to get big dog some opportunities, but he's not going to stretch the field. Josiah DeGuara is kind of an H-back, and I think that's one of the roles that we saw Dominique Daphne kind of replicate towards the latter half of the season. So if we're talking about, like, field-stretching tight ends, you basically have Robert Tunyon, and then you're hoping Jay Sternberger can be that guy. So I think it comes down to what does Matt LaFleur prioritize or envision utilizing more often, maybe in, like, two tight end sets in his offense. So to me, and, I mean, draft status, I think, you know, comes into play a little bit there, but... If you're talking about guys that can stretch the field and potentially be like those big bodied targets in the middle of the field, then I think Jay Sternberger gets the look and Dominique Daphne would maybe go back to the practice squad. But if maybe Matt LaFleur is like a huge H-back guy, we know how much he loves Josiah DeGuara. So then maybe that gives Daphne the nod. Yeah, and especially with DeGuara coming back from an ACL injury, just not obviously he'll be ready for the season, but just not knowing how productive he can be to start because it really is going to be like a rookie year all over again for him yeah that's that's a good point he he might not even be ready to start the season it seems like he's still rehabbing pretty well but you you never know with with ACL injuries which you I mean I guess you do actually know with ACL injuries. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm walking upstairs now so I'm I'm, I'm pretty much like David Bakhtiari just ahead of the say, so you're ready to go yeah, you're ready yeah, to start the season backers um, can call me I'll fill in anywhere they need so let's let's talk then about the offensive line. You know, we're thinking David Bakhtiari is an Ironman. Seems likely at this point that he can start the season. But last season, those kind of musical chairs along the offensive line, and they still were able to keep Aaron Rodgers upright, took the least amount of sacks in his career. So David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, obviously Corey Lindsley is the big omission now that he is with the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm-hmm. Then you have Lucas Patrick and Billy Turner. Other notables, of course, John Runyon Jr., I guess if you want to talk about draft picks, Simon Stepanak, uh, Jake Hansen, who, who's your odd man out, I guess, maybe this season, whether it's a draft pick 
or somebody that has been with the team a couple of years that could be like a surprise cut. Mm. I, I honestly think that maybe Jake Hansen might be the odd man out with this. I know we, we drafted Josh Myers and that would leave us a little thin at center, but like you already mentioned, what we could see last year with the team is we can shuffle so many people around. We saw Elton Jenkins can be at center. We know Lucas Packers, Patrick has some availability to play there as well. So if they're trying to just kind of free up some other spots to keep a couple more tackles because we don't know the status of David Bakhtiari yet, I could see him being a casualty um, or the odd man out in this situation. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you think there's any chance that a vet is the odd man out? Like, do you see a scenario where like Lucas Patrick is a surprise cut because they're like, Oh, we really like what John Runyon Jr. can do. And in a pinch, we have enough guard depth and Alton Jenkins can play center. So, you know, we don't need the stability that Lucas Patrick provides anymore. Or do you think that he's kind of a lock because of the fact that he can play a bunch of positions? That's that's the only reason really that I think he's a lock just because we saw how necessary the versatility was last year. Uh, and you can plug and play him wherever you need. Even if he is the backup, he's kind of that rotational player that you can put in at any position that goes down um, in the interior of the offensive line. So I think for that reason, they'll want to keep him. Um, if they don't, like I understand, there's probably players that they see that could do that as well. But I think he's, I don't know, just from his play last year, I feel like he's earned a spot to to roll it back one more year. Yeah, another player that I think, you know, maybe could be the odd man out, which isn't, I guess, necessarily fair, given we haven't seen much of him as Yash Nyman. And I think it's yeah. because, you know, we're talking about Ben Braden potentially having one of the tackle spots to start the season. Royce Newman is getting some looks. Obviously, you have Billy Turner as kind of the fail safe. So we haven't really heard anything from Yash as far as training camp is concerned. So I know he's been kind of their backup swing tackle the last couple seasons, but he could end up being a guy that doesn't latch on given how much depth they have and the number of picks that they've drafted to potentially play tackle the last couple seasons. Yeah, that was my, I was debating between him and Jake Hansen. So I, um, no, I definitely agree with that just because he has been a player that, like you said, has been kind of that swing tackle people. He's one that's talked about a lot um, from fans, but 
with Newman and Braden, I just could easily see him on the outs. Yeah, I'm with you. So let's flip it then, because I think this one is interesting. And this one might be a little bit tricky. Talking about the defensive line, you have Kenny Clark, obviously, Kingsley Kiki, Dean Lowry, Tyler Lancaster, Packers drafted TJ Slayton. But last season, they had a little bit of help. Like, you know, Snacks was there. Snacks isn't competing for a roster spot this year. So I guess the room looks very similar. But at the same time, you know, do you do you think there's an odd man out? Do you think the Packers end up keeping you know, everybody in that room. And I guess this kind of, you know, doesn't include guys like Willington Prevalon because those seem like practice squad yeah. players at this point anyway. Yeah. I actually, um, so my art on pack on pack report report tomorrow, apparently I can't talk today on pack report tomorrow. <laughs> my, uh, my article for, uh, or my interview with Kamal Martin comes out and he mentioned TJ Slayton as someone that really stood out to him during OTAs and minicamp and saying that he's going to be like a dominant, he thinks he's going to be a dominant force like throughout his career. He's just such a big guy. He's really talented. Um, and I wonder, he seems like the prototypical run stuffer. Um, and I just wonder if he's going to start taking away some of the Tyler Lancaster spots. Maybe he'll take the nose tackle. Kenny Clark can do some DN here and there. Obviously you want Kenny Clark in the position he's best at, but I think it gives him some versatility there. I think if, I think personally, I think they will keep everyone just because this has been a position that's been a struggle for us lately. And the more depth you can have there, the better. But I think if there is a player that might be out, it could be Tyler Lancaster. Yeah. And I think, you know, Montrevious Adams departing in free agency kind of frees up that spot. I'm pretty sure they kept five guys last season, at least to start the season. Um, like you said, there were injuries. Kenny Clark couldn't play a couple games. So between Clark, Kiki, Dean Lowry as kind of your ends, and then Tyler Lancaster and TJ Slayton. I do agree with you that I think Lancaster would would potentially be the odd man out, but I also see them keeping five. If they still had Montrevious Adams, it might be different. Um, but I think, you know, I, I think the TJ Slayton will take more snaps from him. Maybe as the season progresses, I could see him kind of earning that full-time every or first and second down nose tackle kind of spot. But yeah. And I know, I think Dean Lowry kind of gets some talk about maybe being the odd man out or maybe, you know, being a post June 30th, which I guess would be today kept casualty. But I think with his restructure and just the, the unproven talent behind Kenny Clark, Mm -hmm. Dean Lowry is kind of a mainstay. And I, we might've talked about this last week, but I think he did have kind of an underrated playoffs where he seemed to be playing some of his best football towards the end of the season. Yeah. It kind of seems like he has a role of just like the scapegoat a lot on the defensive line. Like when they're just trying to pinpoint why their struggles, it's just easy to kind of pick the lower man on the totem pole and not a knock on him. But when you're next to Kenny Clark, not a lot of people are going to blame him when you have Vershawn Gare on the outside and Zadarius Smith, like it's just easy to blame D Lowry. Yeah. So that's, that's a good segue then because we know who the starting three will be for the edge rushers, obviously Zadarius Preston and then Rashawn Gary, but looking at who was there last season, Randy Ramsey and Jonathan Garvin were on the actual 53 man roster in 2020. Uh, was the kind of sixth man who got elevated for a couple different games um, what are your thoughts now on 2021? The Packers didn't draft anybody new. I mean, they brought in a couple names, but it really seems like maybe that fourth edge spot, maybe five if they keep five again this year. But to me, it feels like a four edge rush year. Um, who do you think is the odd man out in that room or odd men out if they only keep four guys? Yeah, uh, I, this one I think is the toughest one, even more so than tight end. Um, just because there is a lot of like unproven depth there. So you don't really know like who on in like on the higher end of the Packers who they like and who they really want to keep. 
um, and see what they can do. But I'm thinking maybe they'll keep Jonathan Garvin, give him another year, and then that would leave Randy Ramsey on the outs, um, whether that's on practice squad or on another team. So I, I think I would have to go with Ramsey on that one. Yeah, I think that Jonathan Garvin and, you know, we always say like these are very early looks that we're seeing from, you know, voluntary workouts and mini camps and things. But Jonathan Garvin has seemed to be turning heads from what we're gathering from beat reporters, you know, people that were there on Twitter, reporters. Um, he looks the part going into his second year. So I could definitely see him getting that spot. I know he made the 53-man roster, but he didn't really play much in 2020. Yeah. Um, so I could see him kind of evolving into that fourth rotational guy, even though, you know, whoever's the fourth guy probably won't get a ton of looks unless, knock on wood, you know, there's some type of injury that occurs. But, yeah, I'm with you. I think Randy Ramsey will probably be the odd man out, and Tipa could end up being the fifth edge rusher. But I could also see him being another practice squad guy. Um, I think he also was kind of a tweener as far as his weight, you know, where he maybe wasn't built like the other edge rushers. So I know they maybe toyed with using him inside a little bit last camp. So I'm not sure what we'll see out of him in the preseason, but that would kind of be something to keep in mind there too. And, you know, the middle of the defense, I think, is one of the trickiest parts because this one feels like there may be way too many guys for the roster spots last season, yep. Oren Burks, Christian Kirksey, Ty Summers, uh, Kamal Martin, and Chris Barnes. So there were five of them on the roster, which we haven't normally seen. Normally it's four guys. Obviously 2021, Christian Kirksey's gone. Uh, the Packers drafted Isaiah McDuffie, but then they also signed Devondre Campbell after the draft. So what does that room look like to you? How many guys do they keep and who's that on man out? I think they're going to keep five again. If I had to guess, obviously Campbell's a lock. They signed him. Barnes, Martin are locks. Um, I, Oren Burks, I would say is a lock for being gone. So he's the odd man out is the better way to say that. And I think Ty Summers, I could see a world where he's not on the team, but I think honestly, he's just proven himself so much on special teams. Cause even Goody's mentioned him multiple times on how he's a real leader on the special teams unit. And that is such an important part. And especially with a new coordinator, I don't know if they want to take away one of the pieces that have been so valuable for them the last couple of seasons there. Um, obviously McDuffie is going to be there. So for sure, Oren Burks and I could, I could see a world where Ty Summers is out too. Yeah. That, that's interesting to me because I, you know, it feels like Chris Barnes, Kamal Martin, Devondre Campbell are the locks. Um, but then Ty Summers seems to be getting a lot of looks in different sub packages. So maybe yeah. that's like a Joe Barry thing where, you know, he wore the mic, the communication helmet a lot last season when like Chris Barnes couldn't play. He was the green dot. Like you said, with Maury Straighton on special teams, you know, he's a reliable guy who's been there. And I know Oren Burks was too, but I think that the writing's kind of on the wall for him unless he puts together like an insane camp. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Oren Burks is for sure the odd man out. And I think I have to see what we have in Isaiah McDuffie. And I know, like, given his draft status, you would think that the Packers might give him the nod. But I think Ty Summers has just been so reliable. And they've used him in a ton of different ways that we haven't really seen from Oren Burks. And to me, I think that's one of the most interesting parts is you have a third-round pick. And, like, why isn't he wearing the green dot? Like, what is yeah. something that's going on where – and I know Ty Summers used to play quarterback, and there's a lot that can go into that as far as, like, reading an offense, reading a defense. But – it just feels like there's pieces missing that we don't know about. So I almost think Ty Summers has a better shot at making the roster than McDuffie or Oren Burke. So, yeah, 
I uh, one of the things Kamal Martin mentioned. I guess Kamal played quarterback too. Um, so him and Ty this last camp had or the, during the mini camp had a quarterback battle. <laughs> see which one was uh, still had it. Martin said he beat him. I didn't see tape, so I can't say for sure. But apparently, uh, if Rodgers isn't back, Martin could be our QB too. So see, this is nice. We need all these trick plays, especially yeah. on special teams. You know, because we've seen J.K. Scott throw, and we don't want him to do that. Yeah, so. no. I don't even know if we want him to punt. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> so maybe we get like Ty Summers or Kamal Martin in there. Uh, yeah, throwing bombs plays. down the field. Um, talking about the secondary, I guess we can split it up. Um, safeties first. We know Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage are going to be the guys. Raven Green left in free agency. Uh, Will Redmond is back. Henry Black is there. Vernon Scott was a draft pick. Enos Gaines is one of the names in the room. It's kind of hard to think about an odd man out, given that there's not a ton of depth there. But, I mean, do yeah. you have one? Do you think there could be a surprise guy that was there in 2020 that won't be there this year? I honestly thought it was going to be Will Redmond. And then we saw that he was getting some of like the, the first team reps. So that kind of changed my mind on that. We saw Vernon Scott get some playing time last year, albeit not very like valuable time. Uh, so from what they seen from Redmond to put him into the packages so early, granted it is early. Uh, and what we saw from Scott last year, I guess Henry Black would be the one that kind of stands out as a person that they wouldn't have back. But like, again, this one's so tricky because a lot of it's so unproved, such unproven depth that it's hard to choose one. Yeah. And I mean, given what I know about the Joe Barry defense and kind of what my expectations were when he was the hire, I thought it made more sense to bring Raven Greenback than Will Redmond. So it's, it's kind of telling, I guess, what either the front office thinks they see in him, Jerry Gray, whoever, you know, is kind of vying for him to return. And maybe, I mean, maybe he is a guy that could end up still being the odd man out and they just wanted some vet presence for some of these mini camps or the OTAs because they don't know what they have yet in a guy like Vernon Scott, but having him there and taking a lot of those valuable reps definitely seems like they're investing in him being one of their guys. Yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah, I kind of cheated and I don't think I gave an odd man out there, but <laughs> I guess, <laughs> I guess I just feel like the safety position as a whole is, you know, pretty solidified. And I guess the odd man out would be somebody that like a Henry black or an Enos Gaines that maybe made the roster for a couple appearances last season and then didn't do too much after that. So um, switching then, obviously, I guess we can talk about special teams, but to the last position on defense was the cornerbacks, Jair Alexander, Kevin King, Josh Jackson, Kadar Holman, kind of the mainstays last season. Um, we know guys like KB and Ento are back for training camp, Stanford Samuels, the Packers drafted Eric Stokes, Jamar John Charles, really, really crowded position group. Yeah. I I think this is the last year of Josh Jackson, uh, and I know this would be an early release, but I could also see maybe Kadar Hallman on the way out a little bit. Um, we saw him a couple times last year. I know Paul Brettel's probably not going to like me saying that, um, but I don't know. Him not – I don't know what – this. I don't want to say rub me the wrong way, but I was really surprised he wasn't one of the players at the volunteer um, workouts earlier on this year just because – he's not a roster lock and you'd think that'd be something that they want to make sure they're getting to. Um, but I, I would say Josh Jackson for sure, but I could also see Holman um, on the outs. So you think that they're gone, like don't make this season's 53 man roster. I could see. Yeah. I could see them not making, I maybe I see Josh Jackson not making this 53 man roster. Yeah. And that's, what's so interesting. I mean, Obviously, the Packers brought back Kevin King for a reason. We think you'll have a 
significant role, at least on defense, to start the season. I don't think they're going to throw Eric Stokes out to the Wolves necessarily. I think he'll be in sub packages. So unless like Shamar comes out and just does not look the part, which is not what we're hearing early reports, it sounds like he actually is fitting in very well in the defense. You know, you just drafted two guys and you had just named two guys and Josh Jackson and Kadar Holman who have had their struggles the last couple seasons. So just thinking about the numbers that make up the roster, it's really tricky to kind of accommodate all of the different names. So I kind of, I think I see Josh Jackson getting one more year just because we saw him come in and the position itself has had a lot of injuries the last couple seasons, but I don't think Kadar Holman is going to be on the roster like we saw in 2020 and he was inactive for quite a bit of the season I think too so I think you know KB and Ento or there'll be another name that comes in as maybe that sixth back as added insurance not for sure do you have any special teams thoughts any surprises we know that there's a second punter on the roster we know even if we want to talk about like you said as a whole the special teams unit maybe somebody steps in as a gunner maybe somebody comes in and claims you know, one of those Ty Summers-esque roles that is really reliable for the season? I think the big thing we need is just consistency. Like, even just within the punting, like, J.K. Scott either had beautiful punts or, like, punts that made me want to rip my hair out. There was not a lot of, like, in the middle. Uh, So I think it's just the consistency there. So that's a training camp battle that I'm I'm interested in, uh, just to see what kind of comes from that. But... I don't know. There's not really a player that stands out to me too much on someone that can fill that role right now. I think during training, well, for sure during training camp, that would become a lot more clear. Um, Ty Summers, I think is just going to be someone that is going to be a big leader for that position. As we already mentioned, just kind of a steady hand that's been there the last couple of years, but I don't know. I'd be interested to see I don't think they're going to, but Eric Stokes, just for how fast he is being a gunner, would just be amazing to see how fast he gets down the field, just just for yeah. pure entertainment standpoint. Um, but I'm really not sure. Yeah, I mean, I think this is where a lot of these, like, third, fourth, fifths on the roster will kind of latch on. Like, yeah. Jamar is a, a good one. I, I could see him being a gunner. And that, that kind of makes me wonder if that's why, you know, guys like Will Redmond – are getting the call because you know, you have Maury straight and you know that he's familiar with a lot of these guys. So even if they won't have large roles on defense, maybe, you know, Maurice was one of the guys that says, Hey, let's, let's take a look at some of the guys we've had in the position in the last couple seasons. And if there's room on the roster, I could use, you know, some of these guys. What are your thoughts on Hunter Bradley? I know there's a, there's a second long snapper Fortunato on the roster. I mean, I guess it's hard to assess that stuff, but special teams as a whole just has not been pretty. Yeah. I honestly, I'm not going to lie. I don't have too many thoughts on Hunter Bradley. I just want, (laughs) I'm shocked. I I honestly, that I know, especially uh, Joey on Twitter always says like, what's going on with Hunter Bradley. I think I'm pretty sure he's just goofing around, but I, as long as I can get someone in there who can snap the ball and not mess it up, I don't care if they get him from Walmart and he's like, checking out or something i don't care just please don't mess up the snap well there you go that's that's all you have to do. <laughs> uh, this was fun kind of hard i guess before we before the show when we talked about the topic i was like oh yeah this is going to be super easy and then we got into it and we're like wow there's you know really a lot of question marks i think yeah. left on the roster but that's what makes it fun and that's why we're doing this before training camp so when training camp starts and there's plenty to talk about we'll be able to look back on some of our really early predictions. So before we wrap up, Jimmy, where can all of the people listening follow all your work? 
Yep. You can follow me on Twitter at Jimmy underscore C zero eight. Uh, anything I do for pack a report pack a day or over at game on Wisconsin will be on there. Uh, tomorrow I'll have my Kamal Martin interview out on packerreport.com. So um, make sure you're checking that out. Uh, he had a lot of interesting things to say, uh, but besides that, just follow my Twitter and everything I do. Uh, I post. And you can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. I write for Cheesehead TV, and I also run the Packs with Cheesehead podcast with Perry Goldstein. Uh, you can find our third co-host, Jacob Westendorf, on Twitter at Jacob Westendorf. You can find all of his work and his fantastic team over at Game on Wisconsin, at Game on WI. And please make sure that you follow the podcast at Packaday Podcast on Twitter. Um, make sure that you are subscribing on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, I don't know all the other ones that you know, whatever the Android Google play. I think that's the Android one. I'm an Apple person, um, yeah. uh, but make sure you subscribe and give the podcast five stars. Uh, let us know things you want us to talk about and things you want to hear. And we will be happy to do that. So thank you as always for listening to the show. Go pack go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.